Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. You're about to listen to a We Are LA Tech Remix episode, where we present to you a curated selection of impactful clips from previous episodes that you may have missed. And be sure to follow the links in the show notes to listen to the full episodes. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Hey, I'm Shane Miller, founder of AuthArmor. We have tools to make two-factor and passwordless authentication easy for business owners and developers. We're based here in Paulus Verdes. For Tech Day LA, I've actually been with them since the first show that they've had in LA. And it wasn't with uh, AuthArmor right now. It was actually with that crypto company that I told you about. So I was there with, at their first show here in LA, and I've actually been at every single show with one startup oh, or another. Wow. Um, yeah, for the last three years, I've been with AuthArmor. Even though we just launched in June, I've been building AuthArmor for about three years. So I've been at, at those shows all the time. It's great to engage with the community and just meet with local people, right? You know, there's nothing wrong with a good old cup of coffee. Unfortunately, COVID really put some damper on a lot of that stuff. But I think it's great to, to be around the local people and understand what everyone is looking for around here. And I, I just like being close to talent, you know, because not everybody knows what tech day LA is. So walk us through what it is and why you think it's important to be there. Yeah. Tech day LA is a, a show specifically for startups uh, here in the LA area. I mean, technically I guess you could be from anywhere, right. But it's, it's primarily, I would say a, a, a show for the, the LA centric startups and I think it's fantastic because all the businesses are very local, right? And and there's startups from all different stages. You could be me, like a startup that was there three years ago with AuthArmor, where we had just written a couple hundred lines of code. You could be a, a, a very well-established payment startup that's uh, sitting at Tech Day. So there's a vast amount of uh, people to see. There's a vast amount of things to see. It's just great to be around the startup community. Um, I also think it's you know it's very attractively priced for a trade show, especially if you're if you want to be there as a booth. Um, and then just to go is, you know, it's a, it's a very nominal fee compared to a lot of the bigger shows such as RSA and things like that. What are some of the other resources that have really helped you accelerate your company forward here in LA? I would say that I've uh, used a, another couple of services to try and meet more and more people in LA and just try to oh, network a lot more with people to try and find you know, people that we can share like-minded ideas, but are still local, right? And, and go and meet that person and have a, a whiteboarding session and things mm-hmm. like that. Which services have you used? Like, are you talking about Lunch Club? Oh, uh, yeah. That actually, I've, I've used Lunch Club. That's the one I've been using. Yep. Is that yeah. is that the one? Yeah. yeah Lunch Club one. is yeah. pretty great. Anybody that isn't familiar with Lunch Club, it's not just specific to LA, but I guess in your case, Shane, they match you to people also in LA. You can select um, yeah. where, yeah. And I've kind of tried to tighten it up into the LA area. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. So definitely, I I think it might even be lunchclub.com now. So I'm not sure, but so, yeah. Lunch Club, you could find it. It's yeah. great for virtual networking. I believe before it became virtual, it was um, in person. Anyway, definitely check it out. Anything else come to mind of things that we should really plug into here in the city? Uh, there was another, uh, it was another great show. I'm trying to remember what the heck it was called. Uh, Founder Meet Funder or Funder Meet Founder um, was a great uh, event being thrown by a guy named Danny that was usually in Santa Monica. And it was a place where startup pe- people could go and you could uh, speed date with uh, investors, right? So you get 60 seconds in front of an investor to really try and woo them in 60 seconds, you know, and, and they don't even know your name. They just know your number. You have a number on your chest and they're like, oh, I like number 19. And we're going to go with this guy. Now, because of COVID, that event hasn't happened a long time, but I'm sure it's going to happen again. And I think that's a great event for A, founders to go meet people in in any industry. It could be tech, it could be fashion and things like that. And B, just to get in front of investors, you get a little uncomfortable, but you know what? That's what this business is about, right? As as you get to be a founder later on in these things, you get uncomfortable and you just got to get used to that type of thing. Hey, this is Nick, project manager over at Papercast. We are a Torrance-based document management company that leverages AI to help you find and file any document. I had a audio uh, engineering background, so I came out here to work in that industry. I ended up going back to school. I did uh, one of the coding boot camps at the UCLA uh, extension, and uh, I learned coding and kind of moved into that. It all kind of tied together with the video uh, editing, the audio editing background and marketing kind of ties in with the uh, development side of things. How did you transform doing the UCLA extension and then go into uh, the world of tech? Where did you get your first job and how did that evolve? So while I was going to UCLA, I worked for a large telecommunications company. I actually left that and I started working for a marketing company uh, called Image Brothers, and they were looking for someone to do web development, front-end web development. Um, so I've wor- I actually still work for them as a contractor and do websites. And uh, that's kind of how I got my start. And from there, I started taking on freelance projects. And uh, eventually, I met Guy, and, and it was a good fit. And I ended up uh, going into that role and kind of taking the journey with them on the startup. And one of the questions I love to ask are, what are some LA tech resources that you recommend? And you just shared about the UCLA extension courses. Um, tell us more. Can anybody be a part of those? And how useful were they for you in, in both coding and in marketing? So I actually didn't have a coding background when I attended that program in 2017. It's a really intensive program. It's six months long. Um, they go over a full stack development. Um, at the time, it was MERN, Mongo Express, React Node. I don't know if that's the same, but I definitely would highly recommend that program. It's going to get you into coding. It's going to give you the essentials that you need uh, to get started in that industry. And then uh, you can kind of build on that. If you don't know something, Google it. That's something that they go over on the first day. So uh, I would highly, yeah, I highly recommend the program. It definitely benefited me. What other LA tech resources come to mind that you think startups here should know about? Definitely the Tech Day event um, is, is something I, I, I know that a lot of my former students attended that. It's a good way to get in touch with startups that are in the industry in the area. And it's, uh, it's definitely a great resource. And who's a, a company or person, um, LA-based, you've come across lately who's really impressed you? 
Yeah, SpaceX is definitely. Uh, I have a buddy that works at SpaceX. You know all the all the really cool things that they're doing over there. Uh, you know under Elon Musk, and uh, that's that's a really cool. I think they're based in Hawthorne. Is the uh, the offices? They're doing some really crazy uh, things that we couldn't have even imagined. I'm Trisha Hoke. I'm the CEO of Modern Brands, which is a WordPress for fashion. I'm based in Culver City, and you are listening to We Are LA Tech. So, like the thing you were saying about how there's always these like negative moments, and they turn into good moments. So that's just kind of a constant in life. I'll tell you the the startup I moved out to LA for kind of crashed and burned when a customer didn't pay them two million dollars. Like annihilated the company. Everybody got laid off and everyone was super mad, but I kind of wasn't. I was kind of like, okay. But I think that's because I had gone through like an industry like fashion where I'd been laid off multiple times and I was like, okay, shit happens. I don't know. And, you know, startups are like that. I think I just thrive in that environment. And so what I did when that happened is I just told them, hey, you guys owe me some money. Why don't I just take the sample room I built for you? And, and then I took it and I took three of the employees and I went down the street and I started an agency. And that's how I started Modern Brands is I started the agency first, tested it out and kind of stealth in the back end. And then pandemic was coming but I didn't know that. This is the luckiest thing that's probably happened. Oh, wow. in my Tell me. Life. So um, I had this whole little small factory because we adopted it and moved it down the street and we were going. And I was at this place in my business where I had to kind of choose, do I want to be more of a factory and keep this going and like hire more sewers and make this work? Or do I want to build this tech thing that I've been in love with for years and years and years that I've been wanting to build? I just kind of was like, you know what, I'm just done. I don't want to do the factory anymore. So the three people that I brought with me were sewing members, sewing team, and I gave them the factory and they now have their own small production unit in LA because I gave them all the machines and everything that I had used my back pay for. So that's great. I still work with them, but I was able to come home and, you know, work from home. I was having a baby and then the pandemic hit. So it, like all three of those things kind of converged and it could have been really bad, but I just took it as a really awesome time to like, you know, sit in my office and work really hard on my tech. And I then went searching for my co-founder and eventually found her after lots of dumpster fire angel list tech bro interviews. <laughs> so yeah, that's, you know, you just like have to ride the waves of the ups and downs. And I wouldn't have this company if the other company wouldn't have like gone out of business and completely fell apart. And that's what you have to do when you work. I think you have to do that when you work anywhere. But I think specifically, I learned that lesson going through the layoffs in fashion and then going through the layoffs in tech and always working for small to mid-sized companies and watching the owners. You know, it's a struggle to keep your company going. I'm curious, was there any pushback from the company that was folding when you're like, hey, you owe me money. First of all, did it take courage on your end to say, hey, you owe me money. Why don't you give me this? And then when you asked for that, was there any pushback? No pushback because I think it was just an easy thing to do for them. I don't think it really took courage to say that because it's not that they weren't paying people. I think what I saw during that is I saw a bunch of people. So we were, we were at our peak in that company. We were like a 50 person team. 
And towards the end, like it was, you could see it, the writing was on the wall, then we knew the company didn't pay and then everything kind of started unraveling. But some people were getting so, so, so pissed off. And it's like, you look at the founders and you look at the people working so hard in this company. And it's not to say that like people can't get pissed off or whatever. I just think that like nobody starts a company and like wants it to die. You know, I felt so bad for the founder too, because like they were just scrambling, trying to get their stuff together. And um, I think it does take courage, but I think also it just takes a certain mindset. You asked a question the other day on Twitter that I answered, which was like, you know, what's a good piece of advice? And one of my favorite things that somebody told me once when I was really young was always work like you own the company. And I just always do that. It's gotten me in trouble a lot, but for the most part, that's how I've always been working. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.